All right, welcome back to Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. And sweetheart, uh, we are so grateful to our listeners for the great feedback we heard and uh, for enduring our family life. Yeah, and uh, I think everybody said only one person said or wala yata na distract. So great. So for those yeah. of, if you could see us right now, Manu is right behind us playing with a ball and eating his bread. Correct. And let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> we could post the picture in the group. Yeah, we would. We would. All right, let's get into it. We are going to be talking about calling again uh, in this episode. But before that, our regular um, segments, what we're into. What we're into. Oh, what are you into, sweetheart? Well, I think um, my followers on Instagram and some of my closest friends know that I'm super into Reply 1988. I know. It's I a know. K-drama. I, I don't think it's new. It was uh, released yet at 2015. Not in 1988. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but, um, and so, you know, I've got a lot of my friends telling me na maganda talaga yung K-drama na to. Yeah. And they would even claim na this is like, the best gay drama and if you wow. really want a taste of the Korean culture that you must watch it and when I saw it in the beginning because it's pretty slow it's super slow I think slow. naman ganun lahat yata ng K-dramas halos yeah that's true and um, and I feel like K-dramas in particular are very um, are very faithful to the wholeness of anything like the wholeness of the whole drama, the wholeness of a character. So that's why they don't rush yeah. into things. It's like the slow cooker of TV. Uh-oh. So I think that's why a lot of people will... Um, siguro for most dramas, no? Parang hindi nila kaya tapusin. Pero ito, I, I really... I made a point to like really go past a certain um, parang cut-off point for myself. Para lang to see. Kasi why would everybody say that it's yes, so yes. good? And when I got to the end, I was so I was so very happy about the way that things turned out. And I feel like one of the charms kasi of the show is to make you fall in love with the relationships. Mm-hmm. Not only the characters. Kasi mm-hmm. usually you fall in love with one or two characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you fall in love with a love story. But this time, you're not even just um, falling in love with a love story or just a certain... Although I would have to say yung love stories nila, okay din dun sa loob ng, ng drama na yun. Um, yung characters din nila, talagang separately, individually, you would fall in love with the characters. But above all, I think it's the relationships. And um, uh, to the point that when, when, the, when the drama ends, magkakaroon ka talaga ng hangover or like, um, what do you call that? Tepanks. Separation anxiety. Na feeling mo, you were part of this um, um, community. And you kind of don't want it to end because you still want to live in that kind of community. You still want to be with those characters and you want to see them play off of, e- of each other. And continue the relationship. Uh-oh. Yun. Well, you know, Carla's really totally got uh, separation anxiety because she's watching it again and she's making me watch it again. And she holds me accountable if I'm really watching it. Okay, so for the record, I've never done this with any of the other dramas, K-dramas that any I've Any other seen. show, period. I did not ask him to watch any other K-drama mm-hmm. na parang, okay, mandatory, you need to watch 
Ito lang. Ito lang talaga. He could have missed everything else. He could have missed Chloe. He could have missed something in the rain. I didn't make him watch One Spring Night. But for this one, I really, really want him to see it. Beca- not only because of what the drama gives you, like, just, you know, by watching it. Um, but there's also, like theories or frameworks that I've read after that. Right. That and she gives, wants to discuss um, it. sheds light into why things happened or played out that way. Yeah. And when you read it, it's so intelligent. Right. Okay. So I am on episode two, in the middle of episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I hate the ate. She drives me nuts. Tibora. Si yeah. I wish she would get kicked out of the family. Songbora. But I, I, if I know K-drama already then they're going to flip it around on me. And there's going to be a development in her that's character. That's the thing about K-drama. You think you know. There's a development in her character that's going to make me, that's going to humanize her from this demonic ate. So <laughs> let's see what happens. And then this silly dad uh, with the video camera is yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, funny. Yeah. The dad of jung Though if I know again, they'll probably give me a deeper side of him or a more tragic side of him where he's not just comic relief. So, mm-hmm. holding you know off what, what, on my conclusions. What else I, I think is so good about the the show is that, and we're going to have a review on our YouTube. We've decided that we will reserve our reviews, um, reviews of like K-dramas or whatever movie we're into for our YouTube channel. So you can have clips, yeah. Yeah, so you can have clips. Um so we'll reserve it for that. We won't do it here on the on the anything Joe uh, anything Joe's. <laughs> anything goes with Joe and Carla. Um but anyway, I was saying that I think that uh yung magaling pa sa reply 1988 is that you watch it, you finish it and you feel like it's just an entertaining thing. Mm-hmm. But when you read into like all the symbolisms. It was so well made. It was so intelligently crafted. Is there that. an explanation for the goat sound effect? <laughs> that one I haven't okay. researched. I, but I'd that goat that. sound effect is so makulit. Uh, but like, anyway, yeah. Ano ba yung point ng kambing? So, kung meron sa inyo na may alam kung ano yung point ng kambing, please message us. But um, so far, that's what I'm into. How about you? Alright, I am into long drives in the United States. Oh, yeah. So, if you have been following our Instagram, uh, Carla and I just got back with um, her family here. We just got back from a uh, for total of five days, if you count one day each for travel time. So, three days at the actual location. Five-day long weekend in Utah. And that was a eight to nine-hour drive for us. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's the longest I've ever driven, driven, I've ever driven, mm-hmm. I've ever drove, <laughs> driven, driven, I've ever driven in the States, uh, and actually even anywhere. I have been in long car trips, but never. But the, as the one driving, uh, this was the longest, and it was so much fun, you know, with... Uh, like I was saying afterwards, I would rather drive for nine hours in the States than for three hours in the Philippines. So, though I, I do love the Philippines more and I can't wait to go back home to the Philippines. Um, mas mahirap talaga pag dumadan ka sa mga bayan, tapos iniiwasan mo lahat ng pedestrian, lahat ng tricycle. Ito dahil sa interstate, tuloy-tuloy ka lang talaga. So, with cruise control, with ano, and then 
when you guys would fall asleep, those were some of my favorite times, honestly, because I would just put on my audiobook and I would get to listen to my audiobook or I would get to whatever tunes, whatever musicals I, I wanted to sing along to. You so. really are into this because I've never seen you so excited to drive that long, yeah. ever. Yeah. And honestly, even in the Philippines, just to ask you to go to like a Batangas or a Tagaytay is like... Yep, yep. I'm I'm gonna have to cry to you and tell you that there's something really important for us to do there yep, before yep. you actually do it, and you don't even do it with um, a happy heart. <laughs> no, no, and I'm I'm driving recklessly. You know, I'm just trying to get it over with because it, it, here's the thing with driving in the Philippines, it could be an hour and a half, it could also be four and a half hours. Alam mo yun, you you never know what could happen there. So yun yung major na kapagod para sa akin pag nandun. Uh, but I think the other thing that helped was the uh, the setup where we had the snacks and the food and the podcast. So I was like, okay, I- I'm totally set and psyched. Well, up for you this. also had a nice car. I think that's the other thing. You know what? Yeah, it helped. Uh, it was a a minivan. <laughs> it's not like it was a sports car for those listening, but it was yeah, a minivan. No, but I mean, like even for because I I'm saying this is nice um, in terms of family. I mean, even if you had a sports car, you wouldn't be happy if you drove in that with your family. Yep, totally agree. Napaka ano naman napaka mahasil ka pa. And I think that's what helps me also because when we're in the uh, our other car, pag hindi naman magandang setup mo or ni Philip or ni Manu. Sa akin din naman kayo magre-reklamo eh. Diba? Mm-hmm. So, kailangan kong bilisan or whatever. So, that makes a big difference. And, uh, yun, if any of you have recommendations for minivans in the Philippines, right. please let us know. We're not the best car people. Yeah, we don't really, we're not into cars. So, parang kami, okay, sige, kahit ano lang, ganyan. But when we do get a taste of a good car, we're like, oh, may ganito pala. Oo, ganito pala kasarap. <laughs> so, pag maayos lahat. Kung may, kung may mga car people sa inyo dyan, please um, do um, put up recommendations. So, and, what I liked about this one, para lang alam nila, no, yung mga magre-recommend, gustong-gusto ko na kaya kong buksan yung dalawang passenger side van doors from the driver's seat. So, I could open it and shut it without having to, ano. I could also lock that from being open so that Philip couldn't press it during the long drive. I like that I could control the air conditioning in the back from the front because you always ask me to do something about the air conditioning in the back right. in our other car. Um, I like that the sound could be centered in the front or in the back or in the middle of the mm-hmm. car so that people could sleep while the other people are, are listening to music. Mm-hmm. I don't know how minor itong mga binabagit ko mga feature kasi nung ginugol ko siya, parang lahat ng van reviews na nakita ko. Meron namang ganun. Hindi, parang... Or- Walang hindi nagbabanggit nun. Oh, okay, hindi okay. naman yun binabanggit nila. Oo. Oo. So, uh, forgive us for our lack of um, uh, ano ba to? Knowledge Uh-oh. and uh, whatever when it comes to cars. We're just not car people. Remember, we are the couple who actually rode in a Tamarau FX for many years and never wanted to um, uh, replace it or yeah. upgrade because we were like, if the car takes us to wherever we're going, then that's a good car. May aircon naman. So, <laughs> so nung nagbe-breakdown na yung aircon, dun lang namin na-feel, ay, baka kailangan natin ng bago. Oh, tagal na pala nito. Ilang taon na ba to? <laughs> so, yun. Yeah. Alright. Uh, child update. Manu's bread is all over the floor. Yes. And he's and talking. The, the no-spill cup that I got is proving to be such a great investment in this season because... He's been throwing it around and so far, no spill. <laughs> yep. All right, let's go to our next section, topic of the day. Topic of the day. 
topic of the day. We're Stop. talking about calling. Stop mo muna. Stop mo na. Yeah, kasi yung ano, yung ano lang. Alright, the other change we made uh, for Manu is uh, to lessen the noisy props. Because <laughs> last time we didn't even <laughs> sanitize the room. So he had like all kinds of noise making props and that's what made the editing Ulan such a nightmare for me. Yes, we, I mean we could have gone all Laka. out the electric guitar na may amp na naka-plug in talaga. Oh. So, yun lang. Or manok. Yun yata yung mm-hmm. pinaka noise maker sa Pilipinas ngayon eh pag nagzo-zoom yung mga tao, mm-hmm. yung mga manok na tumitila ako. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, topic of the day, sweetheart. We talked about calling last yeah. week. We're so, going to finish so this that is part 2. Part 2 on calling. And we were so happy to get feedback from many of you. Um uh saying that you liked those quotes. I think they liked the what was that quote? The hunger meaning quote. <laughs> hunger Hunger Games. Yes. Okay. Alright, so Okay. The timing and the Alright, and some people said they really liked the whatever framework we gave, the calling over career, message over brand, character right. over image, and service as success. I super liked how, I think it was Irish who was first who did it, and a few others did the shorthand, where they did calling greater than career. Right, I right. super liked that. So we're going to use that more. Thank you all for that. Ika, what, what feedback did you hear? Well, I got a lot, but they liked specifically the quote from Fr- Friedrich Buechner. The place that God calls you to is where your deep gladness and the world's hunger meet. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I searched it up. Um, that's what they would usually quote. And um, a lot of them said that they had like a lot of like um, light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. Realizing, okay, wait, he's touching something electric. Can we get, take him out? Oh. There. Manu. Manu, can you pull Manu out of there? Feel it? Ay, ay, ay. Let me block it. <clears throat> yeah, so, yun. And then they said that they really, really like the podcast kasi parang <clears throat> ang dami nilang mga uh, light bulb moments for themselves. Yeah. Like, it's really making them rethink their calling. I particularly like this... Um, summary that was made by one of my followers on Instagram. Uh, she ito, no? Pero Pao yung ano niya. Her name is Pao Matiliano. And sabi niya, yung tatlong points niya is that no, pinakagusto niya, no? Calling is infinitely meaningful and intrinsically enjoyable, which was a quote that I got from Angela Duckworth. And then it is where the the, the hunger quote from Friedrich, Friedrich Buchner. And then there, pa, ang ganda ng summary niya eh. Parang she summarized our point so well. She said that there's going to be a time when you wrestle with your calling, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. But it's just much farther than you initially, initially thought. Are you willing to fight for it? And then the third one that she got from it is that calling doesn't come in its com- complete form at once. I think I, I that's something like we that. didn't really say, but she got it and summarized it. And I, I really, really like the way she put it. Now, it doesn't come in its complete form at once. Mm-hmm. You stumble upon it by obeying what is so sure in your life and to be a good steward of what yes, God had put in front of you. Go. So, Pao, thank you for that awesome summary. Actually, so many of our followers do that. They summarize so well. Yeah, so. they do, actually. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they take notes really well also. I'm surprised by that. Yes. Um, one thing that I heard people liked, and it's along the lines of what you said, how calling doesn't come all at once, was the immediate responsibilities thing. And a number of them said they were literally washing dishes when we said right. that maybe your calling might be to wash dishes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so true. I think we, we tend to burden ourselves with this magical location, destination of a calling instead of seeing the calling right in front of you. Right. I do remember Angela Duckworth saying that, because um, she's like behind this grit thing and then it has a lot to do with success in life and all that. And then also that whole calling. And there it, there comes this, this point in your life where you question, uh, is, is where, where, where I'm working, is my job the place of my calling as well? Because yeah. you don't feel like it. Yes. And then parang yung inaargue niya is to find meaning to yeah. find meaning into it. So if it means that it put, like let's say that puts your kids through school or that provides food on the table for your family. Yeah. I think you find deeper meaning into what you're doing. Not as not not really exactly na kung ano yung ginagawa mo is really what you want to do, but something that um but it it bears fruit yeah. in a way that is meaningful for you in some other way. Yeah. And I think I like that because I'm a Christian. I can't imagine how someone could find meaning without that higher power imbuing the thing with meaning. Mm-hmm. How, how can, and then, you know, this goes into, yeah, Angela Duckworth says that, and a number of other people, especially people who aren't necessarily Christians, they do that. Um, I don't think you're in the frame. It's okay. It's not on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So a number of people talk about that. So for example, in the book, Everything is Effed by, I forgot who wrote it. It's a book about hope. But it talks about hopelessness in the world and it does a great job of talk, pointing out the hopelessness in the world. But then his way of uh, finding hope in the world, he says, is you gotta find your own source of hope. You gotta find your own source of hope. And to me, that's like me holding myself up. It, it, it You know, it's like me floating in the air by holding myself up. How can yeah. I hold myself up? And it's kind of like it's just man-made. So parang exactly. I could make up anything. Right. And that's pretty effective too, ha? It just won't last so long. That's I the mean, thing. It won't I last think it's forever. effective for a while, but it's dependent on you. You're the one powering mm-hmm, this. It's mm-hmm. like uh, the, <laughs> the electricity and crash landing on you in North Korea. At the moment you stop pedaling the bicycle, the power is going to go out. Go off, yeah. And that's what you do. That Your whole life is about, I got to keep, you know, maintaining, finding worth in this. Even if you say it's about finding meaning in in, in what my kids, uh, and sending my kids to school. Great, good for you. E paano yung mga walang ganun? What if it really is a pointless thing? And that's where the Christian faith comes in, where I know that there is meaning because God sees what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, the Bible talking about you're working for God, not for people, and he wrote that to bond servants or slaves in that society, for them to be able to say, okay, God is pleased by what I do, that's significant because now nothing is beneath his his uh, his survey. Mm-hmm. So what we need to correct is actually this um, sense of a grander calling, and that's what people have it. We have this sense of a grander calling, Whether that's like we talked about last week, people thinking that ministry is a grander calling, but it doesn't have to be ministry. People think. More is a grander calling. More money, more success is a grander calling. Higher positions in the org chart, not necessarily. I fully believe that we'll get to heaven 
and God's gonna recognize the calling of many people who are completely anonymous to us in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. That we're gonna say, what, what? Where was this person? They were never trending. They were never in an encyclopedia. And God's gonna say, well, they did what I asked them to do. And they had an influence within that sphere. And that's that's it. And I think when we see it that way, then we can appreciate wherever we are. But yeah. really, I think a lot of this wanting a bigger calling is is envy and discontentment. You know, I don't remember which book that was that I had to read for um, my Wheaton classes. But um, How did he find more noisemakers? <laughs> I know. Well, if it gets us through. Anyway, Go. Um, one of the books that I read, I forget now which one. Uh, was it, it kind of changed my mind about um, how Diba we always say that um, the next generation are world changers yeah. or that we are here to change the world yes and um, I, I, I was affiliated with an organization <laughs> <laughs> but through really, changing I mean, the campus uh, yata, that's yung, an awesome mindset but we always think that the world I am I still am baka may mga <laughs> go ahead okay um, I mean like the world is a big place. Yes. And when you say change the world, parang dun ka nga nagkakaroon ng idea na our calling is to change on a macro level. Yes. But then that uh-huh. book made me realize, I forget na how exactly, but it just asked kasi parang essentially not verbatim, no, but parang something like, but which world are you changing? Because there, there are many worlds in this big entire earth that we're living on. And um, Are they talking about a multiverse? <laughs> No. <laughs> naman, naman. Uh, this tayo, wasn't the comic for naman the, the king eternal monarch na yan ang, yan yata yung ano may mga para, parallel universe yata yes, yes, yes. Yung, ano that one? <laughs> no so no. anyway okay. um, so we are living in one earth but um, there are many worlds in it and when I talk about many worlds it's like um, let's say for me diba, I have my world as a mommy I have a world that is like for the worlds of wives. Mm-hmm. I have the world of like online personalities. Yes. I have that world yes. of like traditional TV media from way before. So I've got many different worlds. And there in if, if I believe in God and the, the calling that he has placed in my life, there is a reason. And this this is this goes back to what we said the in the previous episode na parang everything comes into play when you are talking about calling, like even your background, yep. why did God place you in that kunwari family mm-hmm. or like let's say industry? Yep. Bakit dyan hindi sa iba? Yes. Diba? And you're, you're gonna have to put all of those together to really uh, understand that you are called to this kind of world mm-hmm. and you're not talking about the entire earth because that's way too big. Only a few, I think the book was saying that only a few people are called to change on that level. Yeah. Now you're gonna change I mean, the just entire by, of just the by earth. mathematics. Yeah, diba? I mean, one is have to our what? fingers on the switch of changing the world. Uh-huh. That's gonna be chaotic. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, like, um, I feel like th- that that changes the game for me. Like, for you to change the world, you have to ask, what world are you into? Where, what, which kind of world did God place you in? Because that de- definitely He can use you in that world, no matter how small that world is. Yes. I super agree with what you're saying, sweetheart, because people could totally see. Okay, he wants to talk. Okay. Yes. This is not a ball, man. This is not a ball. It looks like a ball. Okay, he thinks that this is a ball. The microphone is a ball. Okay, he's crying now because he thinks it's a the mic is a ball. Okay, pause. I so super agree with what you said earlier 
about how um, the macro and the micro, and you know, for example, in ENC, Youth on Fire before that, we talked about change the campus, change the world. We still do. And I think uh, if all we hear, if all we emphasize is the change the world part, then totally it will feel like you know, only the big picture matters. But even if we look at that statement, that is not a statement that focuses entirely on the macro. In fact, it focuses on the micro that says, if we will change the campus, if we will see changed lives on the campus, we will see the entire world changed. Mm -hmm. And instead, I think that's what people rush to. We rush to the macro without dealing with the micro. I like this uh, picture from uh, Ruthie. Uh, Sayar, who was my classmate in kids' church. Okay. <laughs> so super random connection. <laughs> and she posted this. Until you fix it here with a picture of a heart and address it here with a picture of a home, nothing changes here with a picture of the earth. And I love that picture. That How many of us are campaigning, are pushing, rushing, pressuring ourselves and other people to do something about the change in the world. But what have we fixed in our hearts and how have we addressed it in our homes? Yes. That's the place to focus on because that's where God's given us a calling, a responsibility. And you know, I think the nice thing about what you're saying now is that um, we've seen this happen to a lot of big people. Yeah. How they fall down and crumble yeah. down after some point because yep. they've focused so much on the macro without really minding the heart, yep. without yep. really yep. minding the home, like the, the internal little everyday stuff stuff seemingly little when i said little they're actually seemingly little yeah. kasi bahay lang naman yan yeah. pamilya lang naman yan pero hindi nga lang yun eh and also we got to think about like our process of change eh. is this a great man or great woman way of looking at the world or is real change done when entire peoples entire systems and societies come together from different backgrounds and they work together to produce that change because if it can be changed by having just one great man, one great woman, then fine, elect the right person, throw out the wrong person. Tapos na. De, tapos na dapat yan, di ba? Pero hindi eh. Dapat lahat tayo. And that's why I fully believe in, uh, in, in our, you know, our church's paradigm of discipleship. Now, I, we, I was telling you about this, this article that Pastor Gilbert shared with us about how mission, whether your mission is to change the world, to save the environment, your mission is to, to provide social responsibility, social justice, those are all good things. But mission without discipleship will not will fail mm-hmm. because it's all about you know what to do, but the people doing it aren't healthy, aren't, aren't walking with God, they don't have it. On the other hand, I added in our commentary in our group, because discipleship without mission is just religious uh, pyramid scheme. That's all it is. You're just trying to add to your numbers without really having right. an influence so in the world around It has to go hand in hand. Yes, but discipleship with the mission of God... Uh, Totally is the kingdom of God being established. God doing a work in my heart and then mobilizing me to do his work uh, in the world, whatever that looks like. Okay. So we were. this is our review of the topic. Mm-hmm. And we've gone on 27 minutes <laughs> oh, right. already. So some um, questions people asked about the next one, sweetheart. Number okay. one, to you, what is the difference between calling and purpose? Calling and purpose. Do you see a difference? To me, it's more like splitting hairs. And that's an offensive uh, metaphor. So please <laughs> see how selfless I am by using that metaphor for your understanding, you hairful people. I think, yeah, parang almost nothing. Because your purpose, it's just a different way of calling it yeah. and feeling it. When you feel purpose in something, 
you actually are parang bound to see your calling in yes, there. Yes, yes. And I, 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 I don't know what this person means by purpose, but there are also some things that happen in life that has a purpose for bringing us to a greater calling. Yep, to like yep. a, the calling of our lives talaga. And so yep. I feel like um, when I became artista, that wasn't really my main calling. But it, it was a very purposeful time in my life yep. to bring me to where I am supposed to be um, in this day and age. And I think, um, siguro, no, uh, by using that example, I also want to um, clarify that, okay, yes, oh, I think someone is getting... Okay, like I said, um, to, I wanted to clarify na by using that example, no, na parang, so hindi mo ba calling maging artista? I think, kailangan mas fundamental than just being an artista yung sinasabi natin na calling. Yeah. So, mas fundamental than saying na I'm called to be a CEO. Or what specific job, yeah. Yeah, or or whatever um, title, job title they give you. Yep. I think it's more of like, at the heart of it all, I wanted to serve the people by um, um, doing the skills that, or first the talents and then honing it, honing it into a skill mm-hmm. uh, eventually and um, serving the people with that kind of gifting that God has given me. Right. So, yun yung calling done. And now, when you get older, and you find yourself in a different um, field or like just a different season in life that, you know, doesn't really allow you to continue as an artista anymore or an, or an entertainment. That doesn't mean your calling's gone. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your calling's gone. You still have your giftings. You still are, you know, to serve people with that gifting. It's just a matter of where you're going to serve the people with what God has given you. Super agree with you, sweetheart. And for me personally, when... Um I saw that question. <clears throat> I don't think this is where the person who asked it was coming from. But I can already see people who are like, no, that wasn't my calling. That was just my purpose. Alam mo yun, yung unnecessarily being, uh, I don't know what, what you call that, yung arguing over terms. Yeah. And I'm not fond of that. I think distinctions are helpful when they're helpful. And when they're not helpful, why bother yeah, Why, why even them? bother? Yeah, so it's like people who ask about, well, Alam mo, thankful lang talaga ako sa mercy of God in my life. Actually, was that God's love or God's mercy? Parang ewan ko ba kung love or mercy ni Lord yun? Basta galing kay Lord, yun lang alam ko. Hindi yan, Grace. Mercy yan. Parang, okay, sige. Though I agree that it is helpful conceptually to understand it where mercy is what I get, why I don't get what I deserve, grace is what I get, what I don't deserve. But at a certain point, what's more important is galing kay Lord, hindi kung anong tawag sa galing kay Lord. And like what we said nga in the first ano, uh, first installment of this calling series, um, sometimes it takes a while to figure itself out. And so, just follow the thread that God has put before you. And, you know, you're bound to discover something there along the way. Yeah. And it doesn't really figure itself out. Kaagad naman eh. Yeah. Uh, I someone asked, and I think this is where we want to spend uh, the the lion's share of the time. Okay. Um, how do we know our calling? Hmm. How do we find it? Uh, some questions align aligned with this. Now, how can someone else decide it for you? What what is the what is the place of other people's opinions on your calling? What if I'm passionate about a lot of things? How do I know which of those things are my calling? And uh, for me personally, someone asked, how did I know I was called to be a pastor? How do you know your calling? And I think that question kasi has that underlying understanding that a calling is like specific for each person. Mm-hmm. 
And I do believe in that, but I also do believe that, you know, even if you don't get anything specific, to be called to God and to serve His people is yes. already calling enough. Yes, which is what we said last week. But number one, the calling is first your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Secondly, your specific vocation, which is what this person seems to be asking about. And then thirdly, your immediate responsibilities. Right. So while we're figuring out number two, we definitely should be going about number one, our walk with God, and number three. What are, yeah. what are you supposed to be doing right now? So just that's just short of saying that there is no one without a calling. Yes. Everyone has a calling Good because um, there is a caller. Yeah. It's now what the is question the is, huh? A caller, caller, <laughs> caller. Sorry, caller. Sabi mo eh. But okay. here in America. Okay, okay, fine. So <laughs> there is a caller, and that caller is God. Yes. And. It's up to you if you're gonna answer that. Yeah. It's up to you if you want the calling that he's placed in your life. Let's say, for you to just obey your parents. Yeah. For the time being, uh, to do I don't homework. know if you want that calling, but God can call you to that. As simple as something as you know, like obeying your parents or being of help to your parents or yeah. being a blessing in your home. Um, ngayon, nasa sa'yo na yun. Kung gusto mo yung calling na yun o kung gusto mo ba talagang maghanap ng mas malaking calling yeah. na hindi pa evident sa life mo as of this season. And yun nga yung envy and discontent na sinabi ko kanina eh. Kasi we have to be honest with ourselves and ask God, Lord, am I really looking for a sense of calling or am I browsing social media, seeing other people live lives a certain way and feeling like, hey, I should be doing that also. Yun yung problema. Oh. I think for me personally, when it came to discovering my calling, one, there was definitely a passion for it. Uh, and there was also uh, fruitfulness from it. It's one thing to be passionate about something, but if there's no fruit and therefore no confirmation, then... <laughs> so, ang pinakas ano mo dito, logo mo ay passion fruit. <laughs> Seminars have been started on less. Tapos pagkatapos ng seminar, passion This is your passion. A place of your passion and of fruitfulness. This is your giveaway for today. Passion, passion fruit. <laughs> right, Manu? Okay. <laughs> ano na yung sinasabi mo? Balik ka na. Mag-resign na tayo. <laughs> Welcome back to Passion Fruit Podcast. <laughs> Where your passion and fruitfulness. Where your passion and fruitfulness. Manu, your mom is silly. <laughs> All right, so yes, before, <laughs> before Okay, the, now that he has recovered, yes, continue. Yeah, so passion definitely, fruitfulness and because of that fruitfulness confirmation. Yes. 
So the fruitfulness is not just something I imagined about myself, but really people could see in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will confirm your calling. Eh? Whether mm-hmm. it's someone speaking into your life saying, you know, I can see you doing that. But the real confirmation comes when people are willing to entrust you with something. Whether that means they pay you for it or they, they give you a position or a role. Because that just means they can put their money where their mouth is. They're not just giving you something, but they're really saying, may makukuha ako sa'yo pag binigay mo to sa'kin. So, they really want to see you do that. So, I guess the passion, the fruitfulness, and the confirmation. Right. If you guys are hearing something... This is something, a terrible idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, let's see how distracting idea. it is. Yeah, so people are willing to trust you with your call when they're willing to invest in that. Mm-hmm. So you're part of an organization They want to hire you Because they, they see that in right. you uh, They want to promote you Or if you're starting a business People pay you for it Or you're a talent People are booking you for hosting or That's how you can tell Ah okay, may future to Kasi may kumukuha sa akin eh Correct At saka ibig sabihin kasi Nakakaserve ka talaga Yes diba? Yung purposefulness naman kasi You really find it in the Parang you, you find confirmation nga From people who are blessed by what you do Yes and so, yeah, I mean, like, that's the only way that you can find purpose in what you're doing. Because if, if you don't find anyone being blessed by what you do, then like what I said in the first podcast about calling, that's just going to be a hobby. Yeah. Something that you want to do for yourself, but others don't want you to do it for them. Yeah. Some people ask, can someone else decide it for you? I think someone can call it out. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I really, really think that this is where the community is so important. Yep. Where you can um, actually grow and you be yourself and where you can be vulnerable to a handful of people. And these people are, are there on the lookout for, you know, what happens in your life and mm-hmm. are there to guide you or be of support to you. And these people, because they are privy to your life and your development, basically... Um, also have the capacity in them to call out some things that you probably don't see. So, good and bad yan. Merong, merong bad na ano ba yung mga ginagawa mong mali. Pero Uh-oh. yung when it comes Uh-oh. to calling, your purpose in life where you can best serve th- because you've been sharing life with these people, they can see you eh. There are many things that we don't see about ourselves kasi yeah. as we go about our life hindi natin alam na ah, ganito pala tayo o ganyan mm. tayo. Minsan, yung gifting mo nga, hindi mo rin alam na you're gifted pala at that. Yep. It takes a certain life experience or other people looking at you, moving about, and really just seeing you have a certain gift for, like, let's say, speaking. Like me. Yeah. I never saw myself as a speaker. I never saw myself as a preacher. I've always thought of myself as a, a writer, more internal that way. Um, I also saw myself as an artista. I could act. I could sing. So, I performer. I could dance. But I never saw myself as a, a host, really, or a speaker. But then, you know, when I started attending church, and then um, people are, were asking for me to speak left and right, um, sobrang kabado ko. Kasi parang, this is not who I am. Oh my gosh, I, she would torture me with her Yeah, I would, like, really not sleep for weeks. Just trying to craft out um, like a certain thing. Like a five-minute message. A five-minute message. Because <laughs> I feeling ko, wala confidence na I'm not a speaker. I'm not a speaker. But then when I started doing it, be- just because, you know, I mean, like I was being invited and I felt like God really wanted me to share my story. As I kept doing that, 
I became more comfortable. That's one. And then other people pointed out that, you know, you're a great storyteller. And I've never heard that in my, what, um, 30 plus years in life. Na magaling pala ako mag-storytell. And I'm not even saying I'm like excellent, no. But that there is a gift there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not even super developed, but they saw a, a capacity in me that I've never seen about myself before. And so just to say the point na other people can call out that calling within you, um, but I don't think they can decide for you because you're the only one. Well, God is calling you. God is not calling them. Um, so you're the one who's going to say yes or no to this calling. Super agree with everything you said, sweetheart. You will make the decision. And so when you hear other people's advice, you have to take it and say, is this God speaking through this person? Which means ultimately it's your decision. Thank you, Manu. The other thing that I'm wary about is who I let speak into my calling. I'm very, very, I'm I grateful agree. for so many relationships in my life. But when it comes to what I'm called to do and who I'm called to be, I receive from a very, very select group. I agree. And uh, not every pastor gets to say that to me. Well, they can say whatever they want, but I'm not going to listen to it. it. It's different weights. And having grown up in the church, I've had all kinds of um, predictions, pseudo-prophecies mm -hmm. spoken over me. And uh, I'm just grateful for parents who raised me to think, well, don't mind that, don't mind that. you know. And so now, for example, well, one of the weirdest ones I got, sweetheart, I was new in ministry. And uh, just I by, think I know this. It was less than a year in ministry, maybe six months. And this, I was visiting this church, and this guy took it upon himself to quote unquote prophesy over me. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a real prophecy. And he said, I see you um, on stage ministering to thousands. And I was like, okay. And he continued, just you and your guitar. And I was like, what the heck? Me and my guitar. What are you talking about? And that's when I knew he was a false prophet. And then he said, and in fact, I see you marrying an American and living in the States. And I actually grabbed his hand and took it off my head. And I said, stop, I'm, I'm not listening to this. And, and we left. Nonsense. I will not allow people to speak into my life who don't have that relationship or that uh, who I don't think God's put in my life in that role. But for the people who God has put in my life in that role, I do take their words very seriously. So, for example, um, for example, in, when it comes to campus ministry, um, I feel very strongly until now that I'm called into campus ministry. I've had so many pastors recently and other people who aren't pastors tell me, why don't you try to go into local church? Why don't you become more a local church pastor, become a senior pastor somewhere? And I always smile and receive that from them, but I'm not going to put it with much weight. Now, the day Gilbert Foliente says that to me, the day Pastor Steve Merle says that to me, I'm going to put much more weight to it. The funny thing is, um, you say that, and I, I completely agree. There are different weights, and you really should be picky about the people who could speak into your life. But there are also times in your life where you meet certain people who are not very close to you. No history. Yeah. No history. Um, in fact, uh, might be from a very different community. Uh, and say something that completely is confirmed in your heart. Yes. And I, I had that happen to me before, like when I was in school, and late na ako na college, long story, but I was in college and I, I got into this um, course called Creative Writing. And uh, one year into it yata, 
And then I had this class with a teacher called, uh, her name is Ina. And then she, so she got, she needed like a paper from us. And I submitted one. And then when I submitted mine, she gave it back to me with a mark saying that, have you ever thought of doing lit, mm -hmm. like literature as uh, like a course or I don't know what she was really trying and to say And you weren't there. taking literature at the I time. I wasn't. Yeah. I was taking creative writing. And that was the thing that opened my mind. I was like, what is this lit? And then I started researching and I realized that that fit my, whatever I was really trying to do at that time more than creative writing. And so I shifted. And that has been the, one of the greatest decisions of my life. I feel like I've grown so much by being in that course and it has brought me to places na parang related to my calling today. Yep. So, may mga ganon. And Ina is not from our church. Ina is not like from like the usual community that I would go to. And she, at that time, she wasn't even my friend. She was just a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she just set, left like a simple note. Right. And I think teachers have a capacity to do this also, no? Parang, kasi siguro naman teachers have an overview more or less of the person yeah. that they are teaching and because the goal ideally of a teacher is the development of the student, of the student so they can yeah. see hopefully beyond what's happening right, right in the present and so yeah you just to say that sometimes it could be complete like like a complete stranger saying something but is confirmed in your heart yes because that's god speaking through that person the other set of questions people asked love was uh do you ever get burned out for, for me? And how do you fit in when your calling is in a toxic environment? Mm. And for example, in your specific environment of being a wife of a pastor, did that ever become difficult for you? Because some people give examples of how it was difficult for them. I think for sure, just to start, no, for, I think for sure, our calling will take us into dark, toxic places. If it doesn't, I mean, what's, what's the point? Uh, if it's just easygoing and smooth sailing, then w what are we doing here? Why are we even? Why aren't we just dead and in heaven with Jesus already? And let's be careful in looking at other people's callings and thinking that there are no crosses to bear there, that there Agreed. are no challenges to bear there. That we don't know what journey that person is going through. So every one of us will have a difficulty in this calling. That is a promise in the Bible. That is a promise in from Jesus. It's a promise in the New Testament. He will be with us, but it's not like it won't be difficult. Yeah. Um. I think also that what we're forgetting here is that every calling um, is enacted or exists within systems. Eh? Mm -hmm. So um, whether that's the system of your house or yeah, yeah. a system of an organization. Or the nation. Yeah, or of the nation, wherever it is. We exist in systems and systems are built by people mm -hmm. and people are fallen. <laughs> no one's perfect. Yeah. So it's always going to be hard. And if you if your calling is primarily a service, diba? Parang if God is calling you to serve for his mission, serving in itself is not easy. Yeah. So I don't think that there's going to be a calling that's just purely um, a breeze. Yeah where you're not gonna struggle and all that. So, in fact, kung may struggle nga, okay pa yun. Kasi, medyo confirmation yun. Medyo confirmation kasi magkakaroon ka ng, alam mo kung may grace ka o wala for that calling. At kung wala kang grace, dun ka na mag-isip, calling ko ba talaga to? Exactly. Kasi I don't think that God would put you through something that you would have no grace for because mm -hmm. He's going to provide the grace for it even when it's hard. 
And I've met a lot of people who exist in something like um, closed-off nations mm -hmm. that really don't um, receive Christianity at all. But then they would continue to work there, even if they uh, receive a lot of persecution and all that. Because they know that May grace pa si Lord para sa kanila. Yeah. Even if it means their life. Yeah. And, you know, case in point, us, diba? Even with being here in the States during the quarantine. Right. And seeing the challenges back home. And seeing what challenges await us with going home because of the nonsensical rules that are placed in front of us along with the authorities who don't seem to be following those own nonsensical rules. <laughs> na parang, why are we even doing this? And yet, we go back to the question of calling. Where does God want us to live? It's not a question of comfort or convenience. It's where does God call us to, which means there's going to be grace there. Yeah, I hope you all caught that, that it's not about comfort or convenience, but it's about calling. And there's just like this really big difference between being graced and being convenient. Yeah, Con well, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that doesn't mean also, on one hand, but it's not like a bed of roses, it's always sweet. That doesn't mean also that it's going to be a place full of thorns. But what we're believing for is that God will make uh, rivers come out of the desert, that God will provide for His people amidst the famine, that God will shine light even though there might be darkness in the surrounding area. That's what you're trusting God for. Okay. Yes, we are trusting God for this um, podcast episode. To he end. is particularly hard. Yeah, today. I think Manu's grace. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, cutie. And I've got a number of best practices that I go to when I feel particularly discouraged or burned out. First of all, you, we can minimize that by just healthy living, you know. Healthy balance of work and rest. Healthy balance of not just doing your vocation, but doing the other things about your life as well. Nakaka-burnout talaga pag yun trabaho lang talaga or ministry lang inisip mo eh. But remember, you have other immediate callings. And that's like being with your family or or uh, taking care of your health. You know, this is part of God's responsibilities that He's put in our lives. But for me, what I do is, one, I've got people that I can talk to. That when I talk to these people, I remember, all right, this is what we're here for. This is what I'm here to do secondly i've got some bible verses and specifically worship songs that is a playlist in my spotify that when i listen to that it's just my reminder that this is my calling and i'm back to that yeah those are super good um suggestions for how to i would have to say that this is kind of like best practices to guard your calling yeah uh, Laluna, if you're very, very sure that this is your calling, but yeah. you're just having a hard time or you're, you're like burned out, first of all, to be burned out is a real thing. Kait naman sinong nagtatrabaho, if you do it too much without any breaks, I think you'll really get burned out, kait pa calling mo yun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think um, it's wrong for you to feel that you are burned out, but yep. you just know how, you, you just have to know when to stop, when to take a rest, take a break, yep. and also to. Always be very clear with your why. Yes. Um, I think when you don't know why you are there, if you're not clear about this calling to begin with, there is more reason for you to stop. There's more reason for you to say that it's not worth being burned out for. So yeah, I think it's just really important to remember your why. Yes. Uh, maybe that's a good practice or exercise for you. Why are you even doing what you're doing right now? Because yes. if you can't find a strong enough answer, then it might be a cause for you to rethink. Right. Now, that side uh, topic about being a pastor's wife and that yeah. being a calling. 
let's keep this short. This is my personal uh, belief on the matter. As a pastor's wife, your responsibility is to your husband. And if you have kids, to your kids. Your responsibility to your church is nothing greater or more than a regular church member or volunteer. Now, if the church wants to pay you, and they pay you, and they give you, it's a job, then it's not being a pastor's wife, then it's whatever that job title is. But if you're not paid by them, then it's you and your husband who have to talk about what you know that would require. You know, which meetings to be at, which ones you don't need to be at, what kind of training you need. I don't imagine like a pastor's wife needs training. She might want it if she herself feels called to preach and, and she teach will more. be welcome to, you know, have more of that if she wants to. Yeah, but to say that it's mandatory for that, that that's you know, the term itself, eh, diba? Just like me, I'm I'm an Instagram and celebrity influencer's husband. There's nothing expected of me. So I don't need to show up with all of these appearances Carla <laughs> needs to do. Now, if they want to pay me for it, that nobody does though. But if anybody did want me to, then they would have to pay me for it. That's simple. Yeah, I think when it comes to being a pastor's wife, kasi, first of all, maraming, uh, maraming ako na parang feeling nila called sila maging pastor's wife. Ako kasi called ka lang maging pastor's wife kung kinasal ka na doon sa pastor, tapos asawa ka na niya, they called ka nga talaga maging pastor's wife. Not a businessman's wife, not a, I don't know, like a CEO's wife, yeah. but you are called to be a pastor's wife. Now, what is a pastor's wife? Like what you said, just to be a wife and just to be a mom, that's already more than enough to, I mean, you know, just fulfill whatever comes with your role. But, um, specifically with a community, I feel like kung lalo na no kung may church ka ang calling mo lang naman talaga first and foremost to God and if he's calling you to make disciples then you do that not because you're a pastor's wife not because you are a part of that church but because first of all God called you to yes, it exactly. so it doesn't really matter if you do it with this church or or kunwari iba yung church na kung saan ka tinatawag ni Lord para gawin yon but ang 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 the same sa inyo iba kayo ng church isa lang ang tumatawag sa inyo si Lord to make disciples. Yes. So which leads us to our other question about does every calling have to do with making disciples? And to me I would say yes in the sense of calling number 1 which is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's not that you know diba we said it's your relationship with God, your vocation and your immediate responsibilities. As part of a follower of Jesus, the Bible is clear that disciples are you called... You would always have to, yeah. To make disciples, yeah. Now, in how that looks with different seasons, like babago yan, di ba? Baka kaya mong marami, baka kaya mong isa lang. Baka patawag-tawag na lang dito, pa-message-message dyan. Dahil busy ka, eh, alam mo naman yung season mo eh. But, yes, I definitely agree it means that for number one. Now, for number two, your vocation... Not always. Not always, yeah. I would say. Because like, do we evaluate your ABS-CBN time by how many disciples you made in ABS-CBN? Should we evaluate your uh, quality uh, assurance job diba? based on how many disciples you made? In No, we should evaluate it by how good you did your job. Diba? <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. a bus driver, we shouldn't evaluate how many disciples you made. I think number two kasi has, uh, well, you know, for my specific uh, vocation, mm-hmm. uh, which is to be a public personality, that's more of like the calling to be an image bearer. Yeah. To bear the image of God as you were originally um, made naman and created by Him. And also to bless the nations or to bless the world with whatever talent you could give them. Yeah. So, 
kung ako yon yung pagiging public personality ko na I could bear the image of God and then serve them with whatever you know in my life that blesses the other peoples then I'm already fulfilling that kind of calling that is described in the Bible as well but exactly. not necessarily to disciple one on one yes can it lead to discipleship it can maybe why not uh oh And so, can it lead to discipleship? Yes. If it doesn't, don't be burdened. Why are you not burdened in the first place? Because you're already doing it naman eh. Yeah. Outside of that vocation. Yep. Now, are we supposed to make disciples no matter what? Yes. Not without vocation, but just as a plain and simple calling as from God. As part of our lifestyle, yeah. You must honor God and you must make disciples. Yeah. Now, for some people, for, eh, isipin mo na yung sarili mo, diba? Let's say, may, may tulo, diba? Sa CR nyo. Tapos, tumawag ka ng tubero. Tapos yung tubero, sasabihin niya sa'yo, hindi naman ako marunong mag- maging tubero, pero pwede kita i-disciple. Parang bumalik ka nga sa pinanggalingan mo. Hindi ako nagpapadisciple, ngayon kailangan ko na mahusin na tubero. Same thing with, with our lives. We need to deliver what in that specific vocation. And we need to get this. That is part of God's will for you. Delivering at your job at an excellent level is part of God's will for you. Yeah, so that's it for our calling series. <laughs> okay, sorry about all of the noises. There's like extra noises for this episode. I think so. I think last week was more though. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys can decide. Uh, if you can help us out, uh, Carla and I have decided to launch our uh, uh, purpose and calling seminar <laughs> uh, called the Passion Fruit Confirmed. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, if anyone has... Uh, graphic design skills. Let us know if you can design the the logo to find your passion. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <quality>. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. Question and answer. Question and answer. Okay, what's the question that you picked? We had a lot of questions, so. Well, I think I like that question. How do you keep your kids still in the car seat or in the stroller? And I guess we could talk about which child transportation devices have been like a big win for us, especially on this trip. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let me just answer that um, right First of all, off the bat. we've tried a lot. I would say that um, yung make or break, Jan, is your kind of car seat. Yeah. Because we had a car seat before the one that we're having right now, that we're using right now. We've had two and loser uh, car seats. They were very expensive. The first one was good because it was a travel system. So you, you, you uh, yeah. flip up. Uh-oh. But it was very hot. But that was for Philip. Philip. And it was not breathable. So Philip would get out of the car seat and he would just be completely drenched in sweat on his right. back. So the whole travel system philosophy was not that helpful because we couldn't keep him in there that long anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, now for the other one, the second one that we had when Manu was seat. like a... A uh, little baby pa, parang super newborn until mga a few months old. It's too fancy. It's just too... And I don't know, there's something about the way it's reclined or the way the baby is positioned in it that the baby himself is not comfortable. Yep. And ikaw ba naman, kung magka-car seat ka for a very long time, gusto mo ba talaga na hindi ka comfy? And then even so, for us, adjusting the straps took like, what, 20 minutes each yeah, time. It's just so, too complicated. So I... I'm not going to say anymore what that was, but um, it caused me to look into other car seats. And now I do have the Graco Forever system. I think it's that's what it's called. Wait, he's, 
So I think it's called Forever. Yun yung um I don't know the brand or the the I don't know. Basa hanapin yung Greco Forever, and um he loves it. He is more comfortable in it, and he can stay longer in it. He, he still Although complains eventually. I, yeah, I I will not say naman completely hindi na siya nagko-complain, but um less definitely less, and he can stay longer in it. Plus, um, the fact that uh, I he doesn't really sweat in it so much. N- not like our first one. Yeah. So that's what we noticed. Now, what is your tip that you saw that moms here in the States do? That you've been doing? Yeah, because let's face it, no, in the Philippines, kahit naman hindi nakakar seat yung bata, kakayani naman. Uh, hindi naman tayo mabilis. Hindi, wala tayong highways na katula. Unless, mag-highway ka talaga. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not advocating, don't, ano ha, baka naman sabihin yun na. Ah, that's si your choice. If Carla you want pala, to stick them in there, that's fine. Oh, pero I'm just stating the truth. I don't think anyone in the Philippines is so dogmatic about this. Maybe there are a handful, but maybe not all also. Yeah, and we're not one of those people. Yeah. So, um, here in the States, it's mandatory. You really could get caught if you don't put them in your car seat. So, I, I had to make that, um... I really just had to do it. Kahit na nagko-complain at umiiyak yung anak ko. Marami nag-advise na kahit umiyak, gawin mo lang. Which is kind of, you know, sometimes what we do. But there are others that I found online. Sabi nila, i-breastfeed mo yung anak mo habang nasa car seat. And that's what I would do. And it's been very effective with Manu. So you lean over. I will lean over. I would get up from my seat, lean over, give him my breasts, and he would nurse while he's in the car seat and it's been very effective because comforting siya. Yeah, even for Philip it was very effective. I didn't do it so much with Philip. You did? Did I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hindi oh, ko na maalala. But yeah, so that's what I would do. But there are times pa rin na it Not still enough. wouldn't yeah. be enough and so I would have all sorts of things like snacks. Uh, talking to the baby a lot is very good. So like in the nine hour drive, uh, Carla would put him to sleep, she would nurse him give him snacks and then for, probably for the last two hours she was like her own song and dance in the back yeah uh, oh my gosh so by the end of the travel parang please begin yun ako ng massage begin yun ako kasi pagod na pagod na ako dahil isa na akong uh, entertainment system all yeah. by myself so, so yeah. but yeah you need music to do what helps. you need to do uh, it's so nice right now that Philip's choice for music and Manu's choice for music seem to be coinciding yeah so when Manu hears Philip's songs he super loves it the other thing is, um, you know, after a while, they get it. They will complain from time to time. But they will also find ways of soothing soothing themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't want you to be afraid, especially when it's very, very important that they are in their car seats. Lalo na kunwari highway, ganyan na. May, yung, you know that when you get into an accident, mukha talagang masasaktan yung anak nyo kung wala yeah. sa car seat. Gawin nyo lang siya. Huwag uh, kayo matakot sa iyak niya kasi... After a while, they will get over it. Yeah. They will know how to do And it's very good practice also for them. Especially if you're more and more consistent with it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, also, I feel like this is very good for, you know, character building. That they know how to problem solve. Like, if they can't get their way because there's no other way. And this is quite important because this is to save their lives. Uh, what do they do, right? Because you can only do so much. But not all of that's going to be effective. At the end of the day, it's still the child's decision if she or he will be settled with this or not. And I think that's good practice for them also, even so early in life. Yep. There, completely agree. Um, I'm working on a blog, like with a B, on my website, which is down 
so that has to go up first. But really about <laughs> ano, uh, the winning tra- child transportation stuff that we've used, especially on the hikes. Because people have been asking that. They're like, how do you bring their kids on the hikes? What's helped the most? So yeah, that, that's to follow. All right. That's it. Thanks Thank for listening, guys. Thank you so guys. much for, again, another episode where you hear our baby just... You know, protesting. And I thank you, Mano, for cooperating. Uh, and and uh, now he's asleep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>